Hi, you guys. This is April, also known as the Soul Coach. This is episode 11. Alright, so this episode is all about magic. How do you tap into your own magic? How do you use alchemy to enhance your magic? For years, I have been using my own magic, but didn't realize that's what I was doing. Wanting to get certain promotions at work or uh, a certain situation to work out in my favor. I didn't realize that I was using my energy to hone in on um, to make things happen and for things to manifest. And I didn't realize this. And I think I mentioned this in my very first episode about energy. Uh, why I did uh, why I'm in soul coach and you know I started my business and my grandfather and the first time I felt energy I believe I talked about the girl when we were out and about and she pulled her energy from me that um, triggered something in me to uh, my teacher taught me at the time that I could project my energy so what I've learned to do is if I have a meeting and I want it to go in my favor, I project my energy before I go there. I picture how the ending is going to look. I picture how I'm going to say things. I visualize it in my head and I say it in my head and I repeat it in my head before I go to the meeting. And I also have a little trick i tell you about later that one of the people that I follow on Instagram, I have one of her awls and I just tap my foot with the awl because it's a domination awl and I always get what I want every single freaking time, no lie. But it's just using alchemy and using your own power and tapping into your own power to get the results that you need. And if you think that other people don't do that (laughs) they do one of the things that I've learned in the book of uh, outwitting the devil outwitting the devil talks about you know your generational thoughts process right so people that are born into wealth they have a knowing and understanding that they're going to get whatever it is they're going to get regardless It is already planted in them. It is already in their DNA. It is already said. So they don't have an idea of that might not work. They don't have, like if they go to a meeting, they don't think that it's not going to go their way. They know that it's going to go their way. And when, excuse me, when you change that mindset with having a knowing that I know I'm going to get this job. I know I'm going to get this promotion. I know I'm going to get that 10 stacks. I know this. When you have that knowing, that is when magic happens. And that is how you manifest things. I can tell you many a times of stories, uh, many stories, excuse me, that I have had where I have tapped into my magic and didn't even know that I was tapping into my magic because I was so determined on getting a particular thing that I was like, I'm getting it. It's something nobody's going to stop me. So anyway, this episode is all about tapping into that magic. Let's go.
All right, so I'm back. I recorded the first part of this podcast on Thursday when I wasn't feeling all that great, but I felt like I needed to get it done because I wanted to make sure that I get it out on Friday. And I felt so bad. Like, I've been sick since Monday, and all I've been doing is drinking water and eating yogurt. So today's the first day that I was able to, like, eat food, and it feels good. Like, I'm energized now. I've done pretty much everything. I I always do yoga. I do yoga three to four times a week, and I meditate every day, twice a day. But it, nothing was working, and I was like, why am I being sick? And I just felt like spirit was trying to slow me down, and I feel like I'm not going fast enough. I feel like I need more, like I need to do more. And Spirit's like, you're either I'm missing something or I just need to sit my butt down somewhere. So I sat, I had no choice but to sit still. So I'm back. (laughs) So this podcast is all about magic and how we can hone in our own magic and be powerful and trying different things. And this is one of, uh, this is so exciting to me because when I first started on my journey, I, I always been fascinated with candles and candles to me like when I was little I had these little makeshift candle things that I had I don't know I was probably 10 or 11 and you get to like make different colors and so forth and so on I loved candles always I loved them and when I started on this journey I found out like candle magic is like a real thing and I'm like what do you mean I can dress a candle what do you mean like I can burn a certain color in certain things that happen like how was that Is it even possible? So when I uh, researched and learned and did some trial and error things for myself, that's when I'm like, man, this is so amazing. Uh, The first thing that I do want to say when doing magic is, and I'm not sure if I said this um, earlier, is that you want to make sure that you do no harm. And you don't want to infringe on anybody else's will. And there are spells and things that you can do to, like, get people back in your life. And, you know, the uh, come back to me candle and all of this stuff. You can do that if that's something that you believe in. If you know that in your deepest heart that that person and you are going to be together, then that's fine. However... I don't, the reason that I don't do spells, and I mentioned this to uh, one of my friends, I, I straight up told her, I said, because some people are delusional and are, you know, crazy. <laughs> so because they're crazy, I'm not going to do that because that person is not in your life for a reason. And I believe in karma. I believe in um, the law of attraction. I believe that if somebody leaves your life, if they were meant to leave. And they will come back if it's meant to be. And that's just my personal take on, you know, when you're infringing on other people's will. Because sometimes it backfires. Because sometimes it pushes the other person farther away. And um, like I mentioned in a previous episode, my cousin, you know, she uh, graduated from Dillard. She did the same thing with her ex-husband and it backfired. So you just want to make sure that when you're doing candle magic or any type of magic that you are uh, to do no harm and to always be in light and to not infringe on anybody else's will. But candles are very important. I use candles when I meditate. I burn Palio Santos when I meditate which is more 
powerful to me than sage if you really want to get rid of like dead energy out of your home it smells fantastic too um it doesn't have that um kind of weed smell like sage does um so those things are all um things that I do before I burn candles and I make sure that my space is clean I uh, tell clients all the time you need to clean your house you need to clean your space you need to throw away old things and stale things because those things hold energy I recently I've had t-shirts that my ex-fiance gave me because he was in the military so I always had like all these t-shirts and they were oversized and I loved to sleep in them and then my son was wearing these t-shirts one night and he'll go in my room and get in and go in the drawer where I have them and he'll he'll go put one on and he'll have walk around with this oversized t-shirt and I was looking at him one night and I was like why is he wearing my ex-fiance's t-shirt why do I still have this and I was like what am I doing so I literally like went through all my clothes through majority of the stuff away and I thought about like the energy that that had even after all this time I'm like man no like get rid of stuff clean your space um clean your home let up the windows burn your sage um burn your palio like do all of those uh palo uh santos burn that stuff and then start your magic because you need to be on a clean slate and you need to make sure that your energy is clean so when we talk about candle magic i'm going to have you guys do your own research but i just kind of want to give you a couple of things that um i've learned along the way uh the different colors mean different things and of course um white candles mean uh destructive of negative energy and truth and purity uh, sometimes it depends on what kind of read that I get from some of my clients I had when I do like a 15 minute consultation or if I'm doing like their coaching for the first time I it depends on what I feel I have them burn a white candle and the reason that I have them burn a white candle is because I want nothing but positivity when I feel like there's a lot of chaos in their life or chaotic and I can tell by their voice or just a feeling I mean I'm I'm, I'm an empath I can feel it then I'm going to ask you to burn a candle and that's just my way of doing things it's not right or wrong it's just your own magic and nine times out of ten, it always like helps because that I, I just feel like it calms them down. It is my intention for them to be more centered, and with a white candle, it puts them in a mood like, okay, this is you know this is it. Like you know, I'm about to have a coaching session and so forth. So when I get my building, I'm definitely gonna have candles everywhere because I just absolutely love them. So white candles is always about truth and purity, um, getting rid of neg- negative energy, um, unloading from the past, starting from the new. I like to burn white candles during the moon cycles, uh, full moon and uh, new moon. I, I definitely do that. I tell my friends and family to do that if you want and set your intentions. It's all about the intentions that you set when you're doing candle magic. And if you want to just kind of let go of the old, get into the new, new moon, uh, the full moon and, and hone in on that energy. 
the energy is there for you to tap into once you set your attention. So that's, you know, something that I uh, suggest for anybody to do. Uh, purple is about spirituality awareness. And a lot of times the deities, like if you do... um Let's say Papa Legba is one of the candles that I use because I am definitely connected with him. It's purple and um, in this dress. And I get my candles from the house of Hoodoo. Uh, she's based out of New Orleans, so she's local. And she's opening up a store pretty soon. And I admire her so much because she's just straight up, this is how it is. Her name is Jessica. And I'm not even sure how I found her. But I'm happy that I did. And I've been following her for months. But uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, she does is not only does she dress candles and she does uh, reason and uh, stage and she does it all smudges. And she I mean, she has she has a whole network. She does. She's starting oils and things like that. Uh, she is an educator and she's educated me on things and she's posted stuff on her Instagram. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. And I'll research it because I just don't believe everything everybody tells me. <laughs> I research and I'm like, man, okay, now I have a better understanding about candle magic and magic and herbs and things like that. And uh, so I start researching on how to dress my own candles. And and that's what I'm going to be doing towards the end of the year is uh, launching my own candle work. And uh, she's really good to follow. Her name is How, uh, House of Hoodoo. Her name is Jessica. Okay, so anyway, so I got <coughs> a Papa Legba. Uh, no, John the Conqueror, I'm sorry. John the Conqueror candle from her, and it was purple. And um, he helped burning that candle and opening up that energy that he had helped me realize that I need to let go of the past and um and uh, several other things that I'm not going to share but uh when you burn candles for different deities and like Santa Maria and so forth uh different deities hold different energies and different things that you want to accomplish in your life or what you want to manifest in your life so you need to make sure that you um research what it is that you want to do okay so then there's the green candle which is about money fertility um bringing fruitfulness in your life that's uh important as well and then you have red red of course is love relationships sex however you want to dress your candle or do whatever or buy a candle uh that's what red is for and then black black is also for protection but it's also repelling negative energy from others and when i tell people all the time that you need to watch who you are around it's not me saying this just for kicks and giggles i'm saying these things because People will put things on you you don't even know you have because they're envious of you. Um, And it could be just through a thought. But if that thought is constant and at the top of their head and, and, and they really wish you harm, they can. And what you have to do is you have to protect yourself. Not only pretend like you're covered with white light, but if you really feel like you're having a string of bad luck, then you have to, um, burn a black candle and with set the intention uh with burning the black candle and saying with that you know i want to repel any negative energy from others 
And if you're not comfortable like doing this on your own, then I definitely suggest that you go to House of Hoodoo um, on Instagram and purchase some of her candles. I'm going to tell you right now, they're hard to get. You need to be like on her website on Saturdays at like 5.55 because at 6 p.m., like it is go time and you need to stop it. It's like insane, but her candles are amazing, but you can also dress your own candles and you can learn that via through me, uh, by shooting me an email at mail at soul. It's <laughs> always, always mail at soul, S O L E one at mail.com. Definitely or DM me, uh, DM me on Instagram at soul, S-O-L-E, coach, C-O-A-C-H underscore. And then I can definitely help you. And there's another young lady that I follow on Instagram. She's from New York, but she just moved to New Orleans. And um, I think her Instagram is I am Conjure Queen. But her YouTube videos are amazing. That's how I found her, not on Instagram, but on YouTube. And she talks about dressing uh candles and candle magic but you can do that research for yourself and and set the intention and the reason that I wanted to talk and cover this on this podcast is because some of you guys send me dms and ask me questions about like different candles and colors and what should I do and so forth you have to dig into the information yourself I don't trust everything everybody tells me on the internet I just can't I am a critical thinker and when you are a critical thinker you need to figure out what works for you and there's no wrong way of doing it as long as you have the intention of doing no harm to anyone else and that is the biggest part don't if you think that you're going to dress a candle and magic's going to happen no you need to really set an intention you need to clean your space first you need to set the intention and what you want the outcome to be and act as if it's already been done. That is how candle magic works. And it works without delay. It, well, it does work with delay. It depends on you. It depends on where you're at on your spiritual journey. It depends on where you're at spiritually. It depends on where you're at um, physically and emotionally. Because if you don't believe that if you're burning this candle to protect yourself, when you always have this fear of something's happening to you, then it's not going to work. If that makes sense, right? So there might be a delay, but when you are really in your power and in your magic, it happens. And it's like when I burned... Because there's certain days of the week that you burn certain candles uh, for different things. Yeah, you got that as well. Um, so when I burn a John the Conqueror, I think it was like on a Wednesday. Because I wanted to conquer. Because John the Conqueror like, is the conqueror of... Um, you know, if you know it's history, I'm not going to go into his history right now. I don't have time for that. But when you um, read up on John the Conqueror, he was a warrior. And with that... I wanted to conquer this part of my business that I was afraid to let go. And once I burn that candle, like I said before, I let my walls down and I had to let go of the past because I was dwelling on past. I do that from time to time. I think we all do. But this was like something that was like big and I was like I gotta let this go I gotta let this go and then once I did that then that's when John the Conqueror stepped in and was like so what you gonna do now are you gonna stand in your truth or are you gonna play around and I was at a point in my business where 
I really wasn't being my true authentic self like I was, but I wasn't. I was hiding things like I would have never talked about candle magic. I would have never talked about um, anything else. And I'm like, man, do I need to go full speed ahead? And it was like full speed ahead. And I need to let everybody know all the things that I uh, that I know how to do, which is a lot. And because of me burning, burning that candle and that energy that I pulled from there. I already knew what I wanted and I saw it, but I needed the encouragement. So if that makes any sense, like that candle gave me the push that I needed. And, and it's also about the law of attraction. So I had to see it in my eye, but if you can't see it in your eye, it's not going to manifest. So that's what, you know, candle magic has done for me on many occasions, even with the the moon cycles are very important because I, I hone into the moon and, and it affects me. Even it affects your menstrual cycle. It affects moods. It affects the water. It affects the earth. It's definitely going to affect you when you set the intentions correctly, right? And then also look in your area to see if there's any like moon rituals or things like that. And really, if you want to change things in your life, step out. Step out of the norm. Stop allowing other people to put a blanket on you or if you're scared to try something or do something or you've been programmed like this is evil and this is witchery and and it which is nothing wrong with that (laughs) but like negative or it's dark and people it's all about the intention so of course there's people that have and burn candles for uh demonic reasons or darkness and um but when you're coming from a a point of light and love and and healing and not to do any harm then it's for you it's alchemy and it's for you to grow so the next one we're gonna do is seagulls all right Alright, so we're going to talk about sigils. And in this uh, segment, we're going to, like, I'm going to do a step-by-step way of creating a sigil. But I always say that you need to, like, research yourself. Figure out what it is that you want to to manifest. And have the intention that has already happened. And set a good intention. Have an intention on what you want to see and believe that it's already happened. The way that sigils work. Is because it is all about your subconscious. And the subconscious works off symbols and um, repetitiveness. And when you repeat things over and over again, that's why affirmations work and uh, symbolism work. It's because it's training your subconscious uh, to remember a certain thing. When you think about a lot of the corporations like McDonald's and Mercedes, uh, you know what the symbol is for Mercedes without even knowing that it's Mercedes. You know what McDonald's is. Uh, symbol is the golden arches without even knowing you know without even thinking twice right because it's programmed it's a marketing technique a lot of corporations do it uh, you think about shell shell gas station and a logo 
And that's why logos are created for companies because it is uh, it's like it's a sigil that is programming you to buy their particular product. And so that is why it's so important that you are careful about the things you see, read and touch and, and so forth and so on. But um, sigils are so powerful. So the first thing you want to do when you're sitting at your table and you're going to create a sigil, which is a symbol. You need to have an intention. What is it that you want to manifest? So let's say I want a stranger to buy me a cup of coffee. So I have to do it in a present tense. So I have to say a a stranger will buy me a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Right? So that's something pretty simple. And I will write that out. And once I write it out, I will do an elimination of things. So I'm going to eliminate all the vowels that's out of that sentence, out of that statement. So you cross out the A's, A-E-I-O-U, right? <laughs> then you're going to cross out all of the the re- repeat, uh, the repeat letters. So anything that's repeated, uh, you're going to cross that out. And so you're left with this group of letters. So with those group of letters, that is when you create a symbol. And what you do is you're going to overlap the the letters together and you're going to connect them some kind of way. And then you create this the sigil, uh, the sigil. And then when the sigil is created, you um you want to make sure that you charge it. So one of the things that I do when I'm creating a sigil is I create three. I am OCD. I'm okay with that. So <laughs> something that I am. Uh, so what happens is uh, I create three and I do things in three. So I create three different sigils or three different statements that are uh, three different intentions that I want to create or manifest. And um, I write it down and I darken it and make it look like a symbol. Like I make it look like a Mercedes symbol, you know, like something like a logo. And once you do that, because you want to make sure that it's uh pretend like it's in an invisible circle so your eye just goes to that symbol so when you're overlapping and you're creating these letters and interconnecting these letters it's in a circle um not like visibly like in a circle like just one little space you don't want it too far to the right too far to the left up and down you just kind of want it you know um within the circle that you've created an invisible circle you don't have to draw the circle so once you do that you need to um you have it written down and you need to charge it once you charge them and the different ways you can charge your sigil is uh, when I say charge is that you're shooting your energy onto the symbol. The symbol is already locked into your subconscious brain automatically because the subconscious works off symbols. And as you know, I said a hypnotherapy because I was going to be a hypnotherapist. This is something that I, you know, studied. When I am with a client, uh, when I was studying, I had different clients and people that volunteered, I would change my voice and then be like really low. And then like I have this cadence that I had to use in order to like quiet the conscious mind. And so the subconscious can hear. And then I'm like, and then you do this and then I repeat things. And, you know, and it's just it works off of that. And it's like, imagine this and imagine that, because what I'm doing is walking you through this in your subconscious. That's why meditation helps and, and so forth. But anyway, 
when you want to charge it, there's a few ways that you can charge it. You can do it via uh, masturbation or sex. So once you have an orgasm, you look at the the sigil, at the sigil, and then boom. You know, you charged it. You can do it through laughter, but it has to be organic laughter. Like somebody that you're around that's pretty crazy and they always have you laugh. You can have your sigils around and kind of look at it. Um, you can do it, do it through meditation. You can do it through fear. Like if you're watching a movie and you know it's pretty scary and then you're like frightened and then you have your sigil there. You can do it that way. Um, asphyxiation. You can, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, what else? Uh, exhaustion. If you're, uh, doing like, a let's say you're working out or let's say, um, you can do it that way. Um, you can also do a headstand. It's another way of asphyxiation. Like if you're doing a headstand and on your head, all the blood is rushing to your head and you feel like you're about to pass out. Like right before you do that, <laughs> look at your sigil and it charges it. But don't pass out. Uh, so there's a lot of different ra- ways. And like I said in the beginning, like you really need to like research. There's um, uh, research how to do the sigil. It's pretty kind of hard to, to explain it or, uh, via podcast. But I just kind of want you to just get the ideal of what it is. And then you can do your own research. There's a girl on YouTube called, let me write it down, a Pretty Boss TV. She has a sigil for beginners video that's pretty awesome. And uh and I, I when I first started about learning about sigils, like I really researched it and it was so fun and I did like little bitty things. So start with something really small, like a cup of coffee or like somebody giving you a call or things like that and you have to do it in the present tense. And then once you charge the uh, sigil, you need to put it away and you need to forget about it. So you need to put it in a book or put it under your bed, in a drawer or whatever. Wait about a week or so, however long you feel. And then you take it out and then you need to burn it. You need to either burn it, flush it down the toilet. Um, You can bury it. Um, One of the guys on YouTube is pretty cool. He drew it in the sand if you live by a beach drew the sigil in the sand and let the water like brush it away it was so nice that's a pretty cool way of doing it um so however you want to get rid of your sigil and just wait for it to happen because it's going to happen and it's really about magic and uh having a belief that it's already done and that is one of the things that i absolutely love about magic because there's no wrong way when you are wanting to do it in light and love and do no harm to anybody you can't do anything wrong right and you can't be fearful because if you're fearful of doing something it's not going to happen it's not going to manifest so you have to get rid of that fear and the fear is a program and an illusion that's not even real and it's, it's human nature because we are spiritual beings having this human experience but at the same time though like we can't be fearful of things that we're just not exposed to. And it doesn't mean that it's evil. It just means that we're just not exposed to it. So I, uh, you know, I wanted to cover this um, on this podcast. So let's do some closing remarks about magic. So in closing... Um, one of the reasons why I started this podcast because it was all about newbies 
It's all about like being new on your spiritual path and trying to figure things out. And there was so much information I was out there. I was like, what is this? What's going on? How is this? You know, and I didn't have anybody to help me. And that's the reason that I started this podcast. And I am, uh, I am wanting you to use my services, you know, as a life coach. As a spiritual coach, you know, as a tarot reader and um, and that counselor and a mentor, like, you know, I want you to use my services as well. And I just, you know, this is only the 11th episode. And I just, you know, want you to get a feel of who I am and the things that I know, which I know a lot. <laughs> and uh, because I pulled up a picture on my Instagram that I found and it was my son who was like 15 months old and Miss Pat Miss Pat was someone that was, she was my first spiritual teacher I've always been intuitive I've always had these gifts but I've always hid them but Miss Pat is the one that pulled them out of me she was such a rock for me and probably one of the hardest times of my life and that's when my father died and I was pregnant she came up she was at the hospital when you know uh, my son was born I mean that's just how my parent like my mom met her my parents my dad was dead my um my mom met her, like, my son's father met her, and everybody met her. She's just, she just fell in love with my son, and he doesn't even remember her because she's gone, and, uh, and I miss her so much. But anyway, um, she taught me a lot about being, uh, true to myself and stop hiding who I who I am, and the picture that I posted on my Instagram is insane because, my son's seven years old now, and he was 15 months when I had that picture, and I for, totally forgot about how much knowledge I have. It's insane. Like, we were in a crystal store. There's a crystal store in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. It's called the Stone Lady and a Cat Man. I don't, I don't remember. And, um, and I haven't been since. And... The the store is nothing but crystals. It's been there for years. It's crystals, and he does all kinds of stuff. It's pretty cool. And um, I got my crystal ball there, which I misplaced and lost. But that's a different story. And I'm sitting there. I'm in. I'm in the store, and I'm standing there. And literally, the energy was so powerful. Like I got a headache, and I was about to pass out. And my body was vibrating, and I ran out the front door and I had to get a fresh air because I was getting dizzy and Miss Pat's like I'm gonna take a one he's gonna stay in here and um he was in her he was she was holding him and the energy was so powerful for him that he just kept spinning his head around he just it was so funny and she's like no he needs to stay here and he needs to feel this energy because he needs to understand it and I'm like I got him and so I let her do that with him and then I sit outside and like got fresh air and then I walked back in and like she put his glasses she put our glasses on him and um and he was just the happiest thing in the world and it was just such a beautiful thing to have me and her meet and connect and she taught me so much I just love her to pieces and I miss her so so much but I'm so grateful for her like I'm getting emotional even thinking about it because we don't live in our power we're so scared of things that's unknown and what our parents did and what our grandparents taught us and we're not doing what we're supposed to do 
and that is what's so sad because there's all this potential that's out there for us there's magic everywhere and we're so closed and programmed that we don't see it we don't want to see it and we're just we're robots we're robots in this programmed government this programmed world and we don't live our truth we rather work a nine-to-five and hate it just so we can stay above water and 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 eventually kill ourselves and then we're sick then we're in and out of the hospital then we're taking this medication and we're taking this medication because let me tell you I've done it I've done it for 20 years straight so I'm not like some newbie like I've been in my work field since I was 16 years old 16 16 (laughs) and I were before that I would took care of my grandfather when I was 12 so I was cooking and cleaning and having a lot of responsibilities at a very young age so I know how it is to work I have a great work ethic and when I started this business and nobody sees like they don't see me in a fancy car and they don't see me in a big house and they don't see me in these things because they don't know all the work that it takes to go into it and I don't care what people think you know me coming out with my truth people are like oh so you're a witch oh so you know how to do candle work Oh, so you're not to cast spells? Oh, so you psychic now or something? Like all the backlash. I am from a small town in Mississippi. That is why I left Mississippi because New Orleans embraces my uniqueness. And I'm back and forth because my mom. You know what I mean? That's the only reason that I am back and forth because she's she's my mom. She's my dad's gone, and I'm I'm all she's really got, and she's got my her sisters and stuff. But whatever. But I just I'm saying all of this to say you need to live in your truth, and you need to stop wasting time. One of the quotes I said by Gary V is stop focusing on dumb shit. Stop. Stop looking at other people in their lives and the material things that they have and thinking that they're living. That's not living. That is not living. Living is when you are in your truth and you are doing what you love and you are are being a service to other people and you are helping other people. That is what's living. I am going to be forever grateful for Miss Pat. Because she pushed me into living my truth. And I really wasn't ready then. But it was a chain of events that happened in 2011. Where I was like, I've got to change. If I don't, I'm not going to make it. And my health was declining. And it was just a mess. And now I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm vibrant. My skin is great. I look younger. I don't have the stress. My hot before I left my previous job, my blood pressure. I went to I was at work, got off work, went to the ER because I was my foot was hurting. I had a a hair fracture on my right foot right which is my driving foot it hurt so bad it felt like it was cracking and it was because I heard it during French Quarter Fest don't judge me I wasn't partying that hard it's just like I was walking in some bad shoes right went to the ER and with this fractured hairline tear or whatever didn't know what it was I just knew I broke it but I worked all day (laughs) that's tells you my dedication i worked all day went 
to the ER after I clocked out, sat there, and the nurse went in on me like no other. He said, you are way too young to have your blood pressure at 251. He said, you are in stroke territory right now. He said, I don't give a damn about this foot that you got going on. I don't care. He said, your blood pressure is ridiculously high. And he's like, I don't know what you got going on, but you could be, you could have a stroke and you could die. Like, what, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? She's like, he's like, you have kids? I said, like, you have a son. He's like, so what you gonna do? And I'm sitting there thinking about that freaking job. <laughs> my employees that got on my nerves, my boss that was dumb. And I was just like, okay, okay, what, what I'm gonna do? What am I going to do? And he like laid into me. And that was one of the awakening points to me that I needed to change. I needed to get out of the matrix of working so hard that my health would be in jeopardy. And forgetting of who I am as an essence and who I am as a woman. And, and remember that I need to follow my path and, uh, and be a healthier me physically and, and emotionally. And I'm sitting there and they kept me for a long time. They were like, we're not going to leave you until this blood pressure is down. And he said, I can't even tell you anything about your foot. You need to go see, you know, a foot doctor. It's like, cause I don't, I don't even know. He's like, I can give you this little pain pill and I give you like a wrap it up. But he's like, I don't even care about that. That's the doctor talking to me at this point. And he's like, your blood pressure is crazy. What is going on? And they, it was him and the nurse, and he, they were just sitting there, like, going in. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, it was a lot, you know? And uh, a lot of people don't even know. And I shared this on my podcast, not for any sympathy, but for you to have an understanding. Don't be like me. Don't feel like you have to be a certain way just so that you can keep up with the Joneses because I was doing that and or feel like you can't be in your truth because of what some other people would say people talk about me all the time my family um people that's close to me you know they don't understand me they think I'm weird uh they 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 have these ideas of what I'm trying to be. They don't even know, um, and and I get I hear it all the time, and I just don't care. Like I literally don't give a shit. And the reason I don't give a shit because a they don't take care of my son. I take care of my son. He goes to his dad on a weekend. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I really care about. I take care of my mom. I'm there for her. But that's going to be about it. Because to me, what is important are the people that love you and that truly love you. And if they truly love you, they're not going to judge you. They're going to be supportive. And I just really haven't had that support system. And I'm okay with that. And that picture of me posting on Instagram of Miss Pat meant the world to me because she was my support system. She was, she was it. I would call her anytime I was down, anytime I was staying. Before my father died, I had already got a clairvoyant message that he was going to die. But I buried it and I put it aside. And this was like about a year or so before he died. 
So I was already warned. Like, spirit was already talking to me. And I, I told Miss Pat about it. You know, it's, it's those kind of things that I'm like, life is so short. My dad was 60 years old and he died of a heart attack at 60. Never been sick. So I'm sitting here in the ER with a 251 over something blood pressure about the stroke. Because I am working a job that I absolutely hate it. And I am saying all of this to say, you need to be in your magic. You need to figure it out. You need to pray. You need to ask God what it is that you need in order to get right and to be in alignment. And I didn't, I'm doing this coaching business because I want to see people win. I want to see people happy and I want to see people create balance in their lives like I have. I want people to be happy. I am happily single. I have never been this by myself this long ever in my life (laughs) I've always got some man up in my face or I'm up in some guy's face or there's always somebody around I call be like hey hey big head what you doing always this is the first time I've been celibate for as long as I have this is the first time that I am into me and I love me and nobody can stop that and it's an amazing feeling it's amazing feeling but it's also you can't get too comfortable with being by yourself because isolation uh is comfortable right and it scares you when you go back in the public and I did for a little while um but I don't want to you know digress and get I want to get back on subject but you know me finding my power and me using my magic and me using alchemy and candle work and sigils and different things that I use have helped me manifest things that I wouldn't have been able to manifest if I was All my focus was going into somebody else's company and making them rich based off my talents. As simple as that. And and the way that I'm set up, I was never meant to be an employee. Even though I was a leader in my jobs and so I always was, it's still, I always had a boss, right? And I always was working for a company that was making billions of dollars. And I wasn't making that. And it was my ideas and my strengths and my hoorahs and so forth that is making this company work. And that's what you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But do not lose the essence of who you are when you're fighting and when you're out there in the world and you're making a living. You need to figure out what it is that you love to do and do it. And, 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 And tap into your magic. Tap into spirit. Tap into your ancestors. Tap into the things that they want you to do. Your ancestors are begging you to come. My grandmother who raised me, who taught me how to cook, how to clean, how to do everything. She died when I was 12 years old. I was at her house every single weekend. She taught me how to do everything. Because she was old school. She's like, you're a woman. That's what you're supposed to do. You got to cook and clean for the man. You got to do Well, I'm not into that kind of thing. But I love to cook right and I'm good at it (laughs) and because I love it I put my energy and I put my love and my food when my grandmother died at 12 it broke my heart it was my first death right and then like 
never did I have a dream. I had a dream about her right when I, like, when I was 12, like, you know, when she died. Decades have passed, and I never drove, I never had a dream about her, and she showed up in my dream a few months ago, and I almost passed out. And in that dream, she was younger, she was happy, and she was like, what's up? Because I shifted something in me. I shifted. She couldn't be, she couldn't come to me in my other state she had to come to me when I was vibrating higher and that is and that's all I'm saying is that they're in there to help you the energy that Beyonce taps into she was taught that she learned that she always walks with grace she shifted something right because she knows and she understands alchemy and so does Solange and she understands ancestry and she understands that, you know, herbs and, and uh, graveyard gro- uh, dirt and all of those things are things that are here for us to help. Anyway, I want you guys to have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week, and I'll be back next Friday. Thank you.